Hello to you, dear listeners. You're listening to Haaret on Olad Live. And here with you, Abraham Barzidai. And uh, today um, we're in April 89. This is a live radio show. And now we start. But before we start, let me to remind you that this radio show is actually dedicated to you, to your parents and the questioners. So the way to contact us as usual, uh, for text messages, 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. And if you want to call in during this radio show, 718-683-5858. Also, you can Skype watch, you can watch live uh, this radio show. Uh, search for the name of Avraham Barzilai Private Educational Consultation. Click, and um, you can be connected to us on Skype, Avraham Barzilai Private Consul- Educational Consultation. You click the name, and you're in. Well, the listeners, you know that the very famous character of the Jewish people is the wisdom. We are smart. And you know, all people around actually feel that. They know that. And that's why they're hating us. Not everybody, but part of them. Chazal says, why the mountain of Sinai called Sinai? Because Sinai, it's like Sinah. Sinai, it's hate, to hate someone. And because of the Sinai mountain, people start to hate us. Because if you hold the truth in your pocket, it means that all the rest of the people actually holding the lie. And they cannot stay in it. That's why they're hating us. I'm talking about natural hating. Uh, for no reason. Well... The Arizal, one of the greatest tzaddikim of the the road, he says that someone who came to this world and he wants to make his tikkun to fix what he have to fix, so he actually committed to 613 mitzvot. But what is the most important thing, the special thing, the certain thing that the certain issue that he came to this world to fix it, to repair it, he have to look at himself and try to find out what is the thing that actually it's most hard and difficult to me to handle with. Let's say that someone has a difficult to say Lamita. on the bedtime. He had to say and it's so difficult to him, and it's, it's, it's unacceptable. He really doesn't understand why, why the certain mitzvah so hard to me to make it. Then it's a sign from heaven. This is the reason, the main reason. You came to this world, you have to fix it. You have to repair this mitzvah. Well, I want to tell you a little story. 
And the first time in my life that I <coughs> landed in America, I was hosted by one of my friends, and he told me, I'm taking a train to Manhattan. Do you want to come with me? Do you want to make a tour? I said, of course, yes, this is my first time in America. I would like to see the most famous place in the world, Times Square. Then he told me, do you want to see um, the Twin Towers when they destroyed it? It was after September 11th. And I said, yes, I would like to see the Ground Zero. So uh, we got off of the train. He went to his office in 47th Street. And I started my visit, my tour around. Then I stood in, uh, in the Ground Zero. I saw the fences all around. And uh, containers and cars actually start to rebuild these towers, the construction inside. And in the background, I saw uh, a lot of pictures made of glass of the horrible attack and the very sad music on the background. Suddenly, I felt someone pat my, my shoulder. I turned back. And I saw an, an average citizen, American citizen, and he holds a few albums with the pictures, pictures of the attack on the World Trade Center. And he puts one of the albums on my hand. So I asked him, I asked him is that for free? Then he gave me a look. And then he asked me, are you from Israel? <laughs> then I said, yes. And he said, tell me, everything in Israel is for free? <laughs> and then I left and I said, why do you say that? Then he said, many, many people actually going around this, this place a day. And I give them an album, and each one of them, Give me $5, $10, each one of them, how much he wants. The only person who asks if this is for free is the Israelis. Tell me, in Israel, everything is free and free. Then I understand what people think about us. One of the properties of the Jewish people that we are smart. I'm not going to take a picture's album and pay for it when I can get better pictures online. I wouldn't pay for something until i pretty convinced I really need it. So we're really sophisticated. But why? We have to ask the question, why? Why Hashem created us so sophisticated? And I think that the obvious answer is Hashem geared us to be so sophisticated because he wants us to use our spatial brain. He wants us to think about what we're doing much more than the other people in the world.
because of that, we have to use the abilities Hashem, Hashem gave us. Today, I would like to put a focus on one of the most important things in education and chinuch. And sometimes, because it's so famous, people don't really realize, the people don't really notice that this knowledge actually exists and we have to use it because we're smart. Well, we know that each one of us has a real desire to get a successful in his life. Each one of us wants to feel that he is doing something with his life, that he used that, and he is not wasting his time. And we also know there is very famous rule, and davar ha'omed bifnei haratzon. Anything cannot be stop you, stand against of you, if you really want something. That's mean that if I really want to achieve something, I'm going to get it. Nobody can stop me. There is no any barrier if I really want it. Each one of us has an experience on something that he really had liked to get, and he made it. Nobody could stop him. Maybe one man know to tell us about a new car, fancy car that you really wanted. And he take the world upside down till he bite it. Till he get it. He was like a crazy for months. But on the bottom line, he got it. You can find a woman who tells you that she so wanted a new jeweler, jewelry. He got, he, he, she went into her duties, didn't give up to her husband, and finally she got it. But the same person can give you for each one of those examples that he made it, he can give you ten examples that he lost it, that he tried so hard about something else, and he didn't get it. And the question is, why? Why are most of the things that we really want to get are not really comes true? Maybe there is a kind of a rule in this world that actually don't enable us to to make a promotion in order to get our goals that we really want to get. And if there is such a rule, why not everybody is under this law? Why there is some people they get successful in their life. What actually makes the difference between us and between all those people who did something with their life? Well, the answer to this question 
will be given by me Be'ezrat Hashem right after a break of a vocal music break and let me to inviting you to start and send us your questions from now so we have the evaluation of the time uh, to leave enough time to give you the full answers for all your questions. A phone number for text messages, 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398 for texting. If you want to call in, a phone number, 718-683-5858. Let me to remind you that you can uh, Skype us at Abraham Barzilai Educational Consultation. And also, uh, you can write us on this radio show and all over the week questions and requests uh, by my email. My email is abrahameducation at gmail.com. Abrahameducation at gmail.com. Now, Iran will play uh, a small vocal break, and we'll be right back with you with the answers. Go ahead. Let's 
not going to make it, but all the other people around us, when they have so success in their life, why? Why actually make it different? Well, I think that the answer is, in two words, the self-image. The question, how I see myself, how far I'm ready to believe in myself and my abilities. And how far i ready to go with myself. How far I'm ready to think big. Well, the bad news is that you cannot purchase the self-image in the clothes of grocery. You cannot find it in a street. And you cannot bake it in your oven. But the good news is are that the positive self-image you can create by yourself and you don't 
have to be a great artist to make it. The self-image is a power which exists in our thought. This is a thought which contains an honest believeness that if HaKadosh Baruch Hu put me in this world and He brought to me some kinds of challenges in my life that mean I can do it. That mean I can do it. The self-image is a power of thinking, of a thought. Well, in this radio show, I would like to put a focus on this process of how we can develop positive self-image to ourselves and, of course, to our children also. How we can do that in the simple words, not with a highly terms. But there is one problem. That people who suffered from a self, from a low self image, and he doesn't believe he, he doesn't believe his powers. So also now when he is listening to my lecture, still before he heard the things, he says to himself, "Oh no, it's not for me. I'm not going to do that anyway." So he turned off the radio. He doesn't have the hashik to listening to Abraham Barzillai right now. That's why I'm begging you. Give me a little chance. Who knows? Maybe this time you can make it. And if you want, it's not so horrible. Nothing's happened. You, you didn't lose anything. So let's start. In the Beriata Olam, in the first time of this world, when Hashem created this world, the Midrash says like this, B'techila alta b'machshava lefanav, livro et ha'olam b'midat hadin. Ra'a kadosh baruchu she'en ha'olam yachol ha'amod b'midat hadin. Amal v'shitef imo midat ha'rachamim. In the main meaning, in the first meaning of when Hashem wanted to create the world, He has on His mind to create the world by Midat Hadin, a pure judgment, which, mean, which, which means that if someone makes a sin, he has to be punished right away, no mercy. And, in the other hand, if someone made a mitzvah, he had to get his sachar. He had to get his rewards right away. That's the way Hashem thought to create the world in the beginning. Then Hashem saw that it's not going to work. The world would not be exist if Hashem make a pure judgment. Immediately to punish, or immediately to give the reward. That's why Hashem shared the midat rachamim 
the Midah of Mercy, with the Midat Hadin, with the Midah of Judgment, and then when he combined them together, then the world can be exist. It means if someone makes a sin, he wouldn't be pu- he wouldn't be punished right away. Hashem have patience for him. I'm going to wait to you until you make Chazara Bichuva. But Chazal says, It means I'm going to wait for you to make Chazara Bichuva. But I'm not going to skip it. I'm not going to give up. I wouldn't pass in the end of this process if you wouldn't make Chazara Bichuva. So the pure judgment still exists. Hashem is going to punish you. And the same thing, if you made a mitzvah, don't expect to go rewards right now. Sometimes Hashem will give you the reward in a different time. Well, it's very, very wondering. When we read it, you can say about a, about a human kind, about the human people, you can say about them, in the beginning he thought to do it like that. In the end, his conclusion was that he wants to make it different. You can say it only on the human nature. But when we're talking about gosh, you cannot say that. You can't say that. Hashem doesn't have first sight and second tone, second opinion. No. Hashem knows everything. When He decided something, that's it. So how Chazal says, And after that, He decided to make it to share Midat Hadin with the Midat HaRachamim? Well, the answer is very, very simple. The answer is that Hashem wanted to teach us. Yet before He created the world, He wanted to teach us that the way to create reality, actually the power to create Reality exists in the thought. Bemachshava. Thought means machshava. Alta bemachshava lefanav. He had on his mind to create it. So the way to create something going through the thoughts. I would like to tell you about a new genus record that I did, and I exposed it for the first time on the radio. I took a a long rope, and I put it between the tops of the Himalaya mountains, and I walked from side to side. Do you believe me? Don't you believe? Don't you? Didn't create it on the genus? Backwards book. <laughs> I tell you, I stretched the rope from the kitchen 
to the living room in my house on the floor. And that, I put off my shoes, and I walked on the rope without touching the floor. Believe me, I touched only the rope. And I made it. And I ask you, what makes the difference between me and that one who crossed two tops of the Himalaya mountains? What is the difference? He went on a rope, and I walked on a rope. Why we have a difference? He didn't fall down of the rope, and I didn't fall. So what made the difference? You know what? Because the new record not depend in my feet, not depend in my skills. It depend in my thoughts power. When I walked on the rope from my kitchen to the living room, I had no any images of a failure in my imagination. Because <laughs> what's going to happen? I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to die. If I slept from the rope, nothing's going to happen. But that man who crossed the mountains, he always has to, has to think about the end of this path. What's going to be on the next step? Am I going to fall or not? If he thinks in every step he makes, I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall. I'm going to break my body. That's what's going to happen. But if he always tells to himself, I'm going to pass it. I'm going to, I'm going to go through it. And he operates. He activates his imagination. How the press waiting to him. And they take his pictures. And he's become famous in all the newspaper in the world. He tried to imagine pictures of successful. That's what makes the difference. The new record depends in the power of the thoughts, not in the skills of the feet. And the key question is, what I've put the focus on where I focus my attention and when I think about myself a positive thought automatically 10 negative thoughts will raise in like a reflecting in the other side but the question it's very naturally but the question is where I put my focus in general, any object in the world, we can percept it precisely on the total opposite background. Let's say that I want, I want to be aware to the fact of the light. You cannot explain to anyone what is the meaning of a light if he had never experienced darkness. Someone who didn't sit in darkness wouldn't know how to appreciate and recognize the light. Because if I want to percept the light, 
I have to experience the darkness. The Pasuk says, Altis Michio Yavti Likina Falti, Kamti, Kieshev Bachoshech Hashem or Li. The translation is, My enemies, don't be so happy if you see me when I fall down, because I'm going to raise up. If you see me sit in darkness, Hashem, He is my light. And then Chazal says, Lulena falti, lo kamti. Lulea shavti b'choshech, lo haya Hashem or li. If I wouldn't experience the darkness, I would never know how to appreciate the light. And if I had never fall down, I wouldn't have the taste of raising up again. If you want to experience the standing up, you have to fall down first. If you want to appreciate the light, you have to sit in the darkness at first. That's what the Navi tells us. If I see a whole wall in front of my eyes, I cannot get where is the pile, actually, the pillow, actually going through. But if I see a pillow, and around it there is a clear space, the very fact that there is clear space around the pillow makes me to percept that I see here a pillow. Well, the bottom line is, every time I'm trying to think about myself, a positive thought automatically will raise many, many, many negative thoughts about me. Because if I want to recognize the good of me, it must be on the background of the negative things. And as much as my positive thought about myself will be more speciality, the negative thoughts will be many, many more. Just like the same, the, the wedding hall is bigger and bigger, so the pillow in the middle will be more clear and highlighted. First of all, let's be aware of the fact that negative thoughts of a person on himself are really normal and nature. Normal and nature, and not just nature and normal. The negative thoughts themselves helps us, assists us to percept the value that we have because I can recognize my value only on the bad background that makes the difference just like if I want to percept to percept the, the white color I have to put the black the black color in that side then I percept the whiteness more and more the key question is where I put my focus. 
the negative thoughts or the positive thoughts? That's the key question. I would like to tell you a story before we're going to another vocal break. In one of the Sifir Hamusar, there is a story. There was a rabbi and a Talmud, his student. And they was walking and they were working together in the market, real great market, the old, what we say in Hebrew, shuk. It's outside, in the street, where when there is many, 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 uh, you know, shelf and stores and outside. And then, suddenly, they saw on the sidewalk a great animal, dead, on the floor, on the sidewalk, with so, so bad smell, very stinky. And then the Talmud was put his head on his nose and he says, Oh, it's stinky, this dead animal. Let's go away from here, he said to the rabbi. Then the rabbi looked at that dead animal and he told to his Talmud, Look how white its teeth Look at its teeth. How white are they? Do you know what this story actually comes to demonstrate? It wants to tell us, look, the question of the life is where you put the focus on. That's right. The animals are very stinky. The dead animal in the middle of the street has bad smell. You cannot stand it. But on the other side, look how white and, and shining her teeth. Put the focus on the positive thing of yourself, of your kids, of your inner, of your inner world. That's the key question. You want to develop a positive self-image? Start to put a focus on the good things you had. But I have so many bad things in the other hand. So what? We all have. Just try to concentrate on the positive things that you have. That's it. This is the whole secret of the life. Come on, live now. Look at your feet. Even you feel like a dead, stinky animal. That's the way you look at your personality. So what? But you still have a white face. So put a focus on the little bit positive things you have. Put, my, my kid is makes me crazy. His behavior is out of my mind. I cannot stand it. Wait a minute. Doesn't he have a little bit of positive thing? Kamalevanochinea, a white it, that's it. Put a focus on it. Obviously, you wouldn't smell anything. That's the way to create positive self-image. The listeners have phone number for your text. 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. 
347-927-8398. If you want to call in to ask your questions, our phone number is 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. We're going to a small vocal break. We'll be right back with you and with your questions. Be'ezrat Hashem. Be'vakasha. Thank you. 
with you and we have a big all the listeners we hear we hear back with you and of course with your questions um, a phone number for text as we said three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight and um, we had a technical issue on the Skype, so that's the reason you had uh, disconnected. But right now, you can reconnect yourself. Just search for the name Avraham Barzilai Private Educational Consultation. Click, and you're in. Well, the first text. Thank you for the amazing show. Thank you, too. I would like to know what to do when my oldest son is seven years old comes home from school with things that don't belong to him, and he says that he got it from a friend. Also, things that we don't let in the house, like guns, like jams. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, too. Well, the issue of stealing, as we, as people say, um, we have to be very careful of that, and I, want, I would like to explain to make it more wide. We have to know that the way to get something to the eternal world, to our subconscious, the way to get it are going through crossing the line. I mean, let's say that you have a four-year-old son, four-year-old boy, and you explain him how much uh, road danger is. So there are cars, and they're crossing, and drivers drivers don't looking around. And you may be affected. You may be hurt. So we're warning them: don't go to the road. Stay on the sidewalk. We're explaining again and again and again in many, many opportunities, right? But your four-year-old boy didn't really internalize the message of the dangers. You know, when is the point that he internalizing the things? When, in one chance, without notice, He's going down to the road, and then a car crossing just close to him, and he feels like like he's going to die, Hasve Shalom, and all his body is trembling, all his body is shaking. That's the point he internalized your message. Now he deeply understands the road is danger. When you're warning your seven years old daughter, do not touch the flame of the candles. Fire are very hard. It's burning. You can tell her, you can tell her stories about someone who did affected, did hurt by the fire. Everything is just fine. But the point, the moment she really internalized the message that the fire is very dangerous is when she touched the fire accidentally 
in one of the chances when it's happened and she feels physically feels how much it's danger, how much it hurts. That's the moment she internalized all your pile of messages. Right? Now she learned the lesson. The same thing. You have a seven-year-old boy. Now, when he comes home from school and he stole something, it's not a stealing, but let's say it. He stole something. And then you say, oh, it's not yours. You have to put it back. Now he starts to internalize the limitation, the distinction between those things that belong to me to things that it's not belong to me and I don't allow to take it or touch it. The way to internalize it going through crossing the line. When I do it once, I do it twice, I do it many five times, times, and that's it. And I want to add something. I want you to know, dear listener, that it's very, very natural, the affection of stealing. You know why? And especially on that specific, that certain uh, age. You know why? Because this is an integral part of the development of the child's personality. This is an integral part of the development. If you want, in general, parents so busy, so they don't even notice that their son stole something. So the kids do it once, do it twice, third time, fourth time, and that's it. It's past. But the problem is when we start to be the focus on him and to catch him. Hey, where did you get it from? Hey, it's not to you. You want to be a thief? <laughs> I remember that I have a special lecture on my website in a video lecture and on my website in the radio show recorded. You can find for... Uh, the name of the lecture is Is My Child is a Thief? I warmly recommend you go on my website. Uh, the address is abraham com slash ng. On the video gallery, you can find a lecture which called Is My Child is a Thief? Listening to this short video file, you get a full answer. This is a natural process, integral part of the development process of your child. So don't be worried about that. That's great. Just tell him. It's not a load to you. Or put it here and you take it back to the school. That's it. Not more than that. Don't say any bad word to him or about him, about his personality. Don't even think about it. It's pretty normal and everything is just fine, okay? Don't be worried about that. Now, our phone number for text messages, 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398.
and we're inviting you to keep sending us, uh, sending us your text messages. If you want to call in, our phone number is 718-683-5858. Now the question is, how can I um, develop a positive self-image in my son? I want him to think about himself positively. How can I do that? Well, first of all, trust him. Trust your certain kid. Even if 1,000 negative thoughts raising up on him. Don't you remember that we've just learned right now that those 1,000 negative thoughts just raising up for one reason. Just to make your child's good things of your child, just to make it more sharp. And those negative thoughts raising up just to help us to percept the values of your certain child in a stronger way, in a clearer way. When your kid come and say, Daddy, I want to help you to hang this picture on the wall. And you say, oh, no, I cannot give you the hammer. You, you, you may hurt. And he's just concerned about, the, about his piece. That's it. No, don't say you're a little kid. No, trust him. First of all, you also will be surprised. You will discover his real abilities, that first of all, and B, even if he will be hurt by the hammer, think about it. He sees himself as a personality that, like, my father trusts me. He gave me the opportunity to do that, to help him to do something of adults so naturally, so obviously, he just let me do that. He trusts me. The very fact that parents trust their kids make the improvement. You know, in the General Motors, it's a worldwide company. There was a research of the experts. They wanted to know which kind of personality is holding the most important jobs in General Motors Company. And you know what they didn't find they they find it out? They find out that the most of the people who hold the most respected jobs and there is income is unbelievable income, they were very, very average people. No special skills, no special intelligence, just, just average, just regular. And many, many, many other people who were very intelligent with most of skills, 
they hold very plain jobs. And they investigated it, and they got a conclusion that the really things, the really thing who, which makes the difference is how much effort you're ready to put on. How many efforts you're ready to invest in your work, in your job. So the question of the successful in the life doesn't depend in skills and intelligence and all those fake things that you can do. It depends only in one thing. How many efforts you're ready to invest in your life. That's the key question. Well, the listeners, maybe I would just try to add one more part to complete the picture. We have to make a brainwash to ourselves and to our kids. Say to yourself nonstop, I'm good. I'm positive. I'm good. Focus your attention to your good heart. To the good heart that you have inside. Anyway, just hold the positive things that you have, even if it's just like, if you feel yourself just like the stinky dead animal in the street, I have no anything positive. You're not worse than that dead animal. Perhaps you have a white pit. So hold it. Hold this little thought. This little positive thought of yourself. Hold it in any price. Don't let it go. Just put a focus. But the thousand negative thoughts of myself raising up automatically. This is normal. This is okay. They come to help you to percept the whiteness of your. When you add a black paper nearby the white paper, the white paper became more clear and clean and shining. When a thousand negative thoughts raising up in your mind, their job is just to help you to percept your whiteness. Well, I hope that we take the lesson. We'll take the lesson. And with that, Hashem, we help to ourselves. We help to ourselves to do that. Now, people ask me, when is the best time to do that? To do that uh, brainwash that we're speaking on. And I say, your personal bedtime. When the house is finally in silent, when the house finally in quiet, and finally you can put your hand on your pillow, on your, not pillow, it's 
pillow, pillow, yes. On your bed. And you close your eyes and you are going to falling asleep. That's the best time to start thinking about the positive things I have. Hold these small thoughts during the time you see it getting wider and wider. Even if it's just Levanochineha. Hold it. Don't let it go. Because the time we're falling in a sleep, that's the time that we we call it the passing from conscious to subconscious. When you're falling asleep from a positive thoughts about yourself, during the night your brain makes the process and it's getting wider and wider inside your subconscious. Even if you don't remember anything when you come up. Think about it. That's why Hazal says that there is a great mitzvah to falling asleep from Divrei Torah. To learn Torah and then falling asleep. <laughs> there are many, many people make it very good, but in the Seder in the call, they'll not. Hazal speaking about when you anyway going to sleep, so start learning something and falling asleep from Limut Torah. You know why? Because if you make the passing from the conscious to your subconscious, from the Vrei Torah, from thinking of Torah, that's getting deeper and deeper and spread all over your personality during the night. So the best time to hold the, even the, the smallest positive thought about, about myself, it's when you're getting asleep. I hope we can do it very well. Well, the listeners, I would like to tell you about a new project um, that we have. Bezat Hashem, in our office, we have a special thing, a new uh, service to you. It's called Private Home Visit. It means if there are some uh, families that they want to invite me uh, in personal to a private uh, home visit, it includes uh, unlimited appointments with me for one week. And uh, we make a special program that we actually... Uh, geared especially for that family. Maybe they need us to speak with their kids, with their parents, to give a guidance, uh, to make a service, to explain their position to the system of the school, the educational system, to help them with the Rabbanim, with the Morim. A special, special offer for a private visit. If you want uh, just send an email uh, to the following address, Abraham Education, is one word, Abraham with B, not V, B, Abraham Education, at gmail.com, and Bezat Hashem, the offer should send you, will be sent back to you, and uh, uh, you can uh, 
make the invitation. Now we are going to a small vocal break, and we'll be right back with the rest of your questions. Let me to remind you, a phone number for texting, 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. If you want to call in, 718-683-5858. As you know, you're listening to Harayat Anolad, with me, Abraham Barzilai. We're going to a small vocal break, and we'll be right back with you. Stay with us.
Well, we hear back with you, the listeners, and to the rest of your questions now. For a few questions that we received by the email, uh, it's a pretty long email, but uh, we're talking about um, a three and a half years old daughter uh, that she is bringing home uh, kinds of not nice uh, words, bad words. And uh, what can I do to impact her uh, to try to not say that at home, especially at home? And when I'm trying to ask her, who taught you that, uh, to say that, she doesn't want to say anything. Should I have to switch her to another kindergarten? Because 100% it's coming from the kindergarten. Or maybe it's normal for this for that age. Thank you very much. Thank you, too. Well, let's start from the Gemara. The Gemara says, if you heard kind of bad word from a little child, it's called Yenuka, a little child, the Gemara says, Ode avuhe, ode ime. It means, it came from her father, or maybe from her mother. But personally, I know many, many parents, they can swear they don't say any such a word. And they 100% convinced it came from kindergarten, or maybe from out of street, not from our home. But in the other hand, we have a Gemarame Foreshit. This is very clear sentence in the Gemara, which says, If you heard a bad word from a child, it came from his father or his mother. So how we can explain uh, these contrasts? Well, the answer is very simple. Hazal didn't talk about a certain words. They talked, they spoke about the atmosphere at your home. I mean, let's say that you and your husband, when you have a tense, tense time, when there is stress at home, you speak to your kids or maybe to your husband or you speaking to your wife, not polite, in an aggressive way. You, as a parent, really, really be careful. You are careful. Do not say bad words, like stupid, like I don't want to say. Okay? You actually using different words, but the atmosphere is atmosphere of unrespected attitude. Your kid actually absorbing that atmosphere. He see that he's starting to internalize this bad atmosphere. Now, when he going to the kindergarten, and he heard the bad word, really bad word, he used it at home. Ask yourself a question. Why? Precisely, my son 
using that word, and my neighbor's son, who learning at the same school, at the same class, and he also heard it, but he doesn't use it. What makes the difference? The personal atmosphere at home. In your home, the atmosphere is unrespected atmosphere. So your children, so your kid, doesn't know to make the distinction between a bad word to a bad, badly word. He just absorbed the atmosphere. No, he using his word storage, and he say that. So that's right, the specific certain bad word he learned from the kindergarten. That's where he learned it. That's where he heard it. But the place he learned to use it, it's other avuhe, other email, or from the father, or perhaps from the mother, but it's because of the atmosphere. of the house. Now, I think this is the answer to your question. And uh, the way to avoid your daughter from saying that it's actually uh, contains two, two ways the first of all, you have to tell her, you're not allowed to say that specific word, okay? Say the word. I don't allow you to say that again here. It's out of our house, that word, okay? This is a practical order. That's it, practical. Just like I say, do not touch the fire. Do not touch the electric. Do not say that word, that's it. Second, and this is most important, Start to improve the respected atmosphere, respected attitude, respectful relationship between you and your husband, between you and your wife, and between you and your kids. Even if you, even when you're angry at them, keep the polite words. Nice atmosphere. This is a key word. Nice atmosphere. Then, even if your child will hear some bad words here and there, and he will because it's very natural. He's learning the 30 students class. What is the chance he wouldn't hear any bad words? So many kinds of homes, so many kinds of students, He's going to hear it again and again. You cannot fight it. But if you want it, do not absorb it. Do not take it to the home. Keep respected attitude at your home. This is the key key. Text messages, 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398 if you want to call in. Our phone number is 
58, 58. Now, one more question. Um, how can I get to, uh, how can I control my subconscious? Do I can do that? And if yes, how? Thank you for the wonderful show. Thank you, too. Well, we're really able to control our subconscious. I'm not, I don't know if we, probably we can control it, 100% control, but I think that Gedolei Israel can do that. Not an average people like me. I didn't experience in 100% control in my subconscious, but we really can do that. And we make the percent of the controlling, you know, higher and higher during the time. And what is the way to do that? We're talking about demonstration. The Torah says, V'yadata hayom v'hashevota el levavecha כי השם הוא האלוקים בשמיים ממעל ובארץ מתחת אין עוד. So, it means, וידעת היום, you have to know, when the Torah says you have to know, we're talking about the cognitive abilities. Look at the world. Look how complicated this world. How it's planned by the mastermind of the world. Then you know, you know there is Hashem. Ve'yadata hayom. This is a simple fact. You don't have to be a Jew for knowing that. You just have to be one of the humankind. That's it. But there is a second order. And the second order says, the adata ayom, the very fact that you know that Hashem exists and He created the world is not enough. It's almost nothing without vahashevota el You have to bring it back from your mind, from your brain to your heart. And this is the most difficult working. Work. You know why? means you have to think about it one more time, one more time, one more time, again and again and again. Try to illuminate every corner of this knowledge. Then, when you start leave it, when it starts to be part of your inner world, your inner life, then you can say, Animamin, I believe Hashem. Because knowledge, it's almost nothing. People cheat themselves when they say, Okay, I know things, that's enough. Chazal call it, Hamon Farim. Just like a donkey, that he carries many, many holy books. But he doesn't know anything. He still donkey there is one man he can learn many 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 books on his mind 
He holds everything in his phenomenal memory. But what about his heart? Nothing. It's worthless. This is the first stage, but think about it again and again and again. If you just have your knowledge, when you don't think about it, it's disappeared. But if you really want to control your subconscious, you have to think about these things that you really want to control. Think about it. Think about them many, many, many times a day. Don't let them falling down to your subconscious. Keep them up. Keep them in your conscious. In the previous lecture, I spoke about reminders. If you decided to keep a respected attitude in your house, but what you can do when it happens, when the situation comes, you forget everything, and then, oh, oh, what what an unrespected attitude. And then you're frustrated so many times. I decided to keep, no, no matter what happened, I'm going to keep a respected attitude toward my child. And when it's happened, you forget everything and you stay just frustrated. I spoke about reminders. If you used to put to wear your watch in your left hand, switch it to your right hand. Many times a day when you want to look at your watch and it's not exist, oh, it's on my right hand. Why? Because I made a decision to keep a respected attitude in front of my child. If you used to put your cell phone on your shirt pocket, put it on your pants pocket. Many, many times a day you want to use your cell phone and then you don't find it. Find it. Oh, I put it on my back pocket in my pants. Why? It's a reminder. I decided, no matter what happened, I'm going to keep a respected attitude toward my children. In other words, we keep our good decisions always. We're raising them up, and we keep them up on our conscience. We don't let them falling down to the deep, deep, deep subconscious. That's the meaning of Vahashevota El Levavecha. Keep it up and up and up. Uh, well, one more question. Let's take one of your emails. I have a two years old daughter. She hits her brothers many times. How can I handle with it? Uh, well, it's very simple. When we're talking about the age of one year, two years, through seven years old, we're talking. Oh, we're always talking about the consequences. I mean, without anger, without emotional tense, just let's say that she doesn't know how to behave in the public with her brother, 
each time she hits him, take her, hold her in your hands, and put her in a different, separate her to another, uh, to another uh, room. It's not punishment. You can sit with her for one minute and tell her, you don't know how to behave to your brother. Now we shall sit here. In this room, there is no any brother. After one minute, you let her go back. She hits again. She, you are doing the same, the same response. The same response, even if it takes many times, even if it happens for four, five, ten, twenty times, keep the same action without anger. Very quickly, your two-year-old daughter will learn that natural consequences of heating, it's upright to another room. And it's not so pleasure for her, even if it seems that she doesn't care about it. Inside, the, deep down, she really cares about it. So just keep the same consequences. It's very, very effective action since one years old through seven years old, but not up to that, not more than that. Phone number for your text messages, 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. Well, if you want to call in, a phone number seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight fifty eight. Also, you can keep and send us your emails to Abraham Education at gmail dot com. Not on this specific radio show. You can also send it, send your questions and your messages to my private email box, Abraham Education at gmail dot com. All over the week. Also, we're reminding you that we have a special new service for families. It's called private home visit. This is a special visit in your home or in our office office, uh, specifically to your uh, family to help you with appointment. With We build a special program, behavioral program to the parents, to the kids. We're making order in all this balagan that's sometimes uh, getting deeper and deeper in, in a few families. Uh, it's a visit of one week, and the entire week actually dedicated to the specific family uh, who wants to invite us. Um, if you want more details, just send me an email to abrahameducation at gmail.com, or you can contact me through my website, www.abraham-acrossbarzillai, with Y, dot com slash eng for the english website now we play a vocal musical break a vocal break and Bezat Hashem will be right back with you and with the rest of your questions Bevakasha. Shalom, <laughs> Malachi, 
המלאכים, מאחי המלאכים הקודש, הקודש ברוך הוא. שאלוהים עליכם מלאכי, אשר יש מלאכי, בלי מלאכי אליון. מלך מלאכי המלאכים, מלאכי המלאכים הקודש, הקודש ברוך הוא. ויחד לשאלוהים מלאכי, אשרוהים מלאכי, בלי מלאכי אליון. מלך מלאכי המלאכים, מלאכי המלאכים הקודש, הקודש ברוך הוא. ויחם לשאול לי מלאכי, אשר לי מלאכי, לי מלאכי עליון. מלך מלאכי המלאכים, מלאכי המלאכים הקודש, הקודש יש תקווה, 
led him to sleep for the first for the first stage you have maybe you even if it's so extreme you can let him to sleep in the full light after one week tell him now we exchange the lamp to uh, a low a lower lamp for one week and then lower and lower and lower very very slowly he feel he will feel that everything is okay he will feel that he can handle it he can feel that he can live with it everything will be okay now the listeners we're approaching to the end of this radio show I would like to remind you that you can call me every night between the hours of 10 p.m. through 12 midnight Israel time of course my American phone number is one nine one seven eight zero nine four nine four four I repeat my personal phone number nine one seven eight zero nine four nine four four also if you dear listeners you are a president of a community or you're a rabbi of community and you want to invite me to make Shabbaton uh, four days with full series of lectures uh, geared to your uh, specific community Bezat Hashem, we do it, you can, in, you can invite me and uh, you can send us emails with questions all over the week abrahameducation at gmail.com and Bezat Hashem, I would like to wish you all the best and to give a great thank to Iran Jacob for taking care about the technical side of this radio show and to thank Mr. Nissim Lazari, the manager of this holy radio station. Keep listening to JRIT Radio and Bezat Hashem next week, the same way, the same hour, we'll be back with you. And... Uh, the next week, Bezat Hashem, it's going to be Lagba Omer, the great, the greatest Simcha in the Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai Kever. And Bezat Hashem, Hashem will bless all Amo Israel, and especially you, the listeners. Have a good week and good Shabbat, and Abayat Slacha. Bye bye.